This is Katie Prejean McGrady, and this is Ave Explores. There's a Facebook group quite well known for the conversations and the commentary that happens within constructive criticism offered to designers, to artists, to writers, to musicians, to people who are launching products out into the world, to folks who are working with clients. I first discovered the Catholic Creatives Facebook group because somebody invited me to join, and I distinctly remember thinking, I'm not creative. Why would they put me in there? And then, you know, I was one of those classic Facebook group lurkers where I would watch conversations happening or you'd see from time to time the discussions going on within and then you'd see that there was a summit going on with some of these people and there were opportunities to gather in person and there were chances for folks in different regions to collaborate together. I'm talking about a Facebook group and a movement really known as Catholic Creatives, so much more than just a group on Facebook where people are chatting in comment boxes, but really this this coalition, this movement, this new renaissance, as they would say, of artists, of people who want to do good work and create beautiful things in and for and with the church. The founders of this movement our two twin brothers, Marcelino and Anthony D'Ambrosio. And I had the awesome opportunity to sit down and talk with Anthony about Catholic creatives, their vision, the background behind it, where it came from, but why it came into existence. That's often how you get to the root of a movement. Why is this? What is this? And what's the goal? On top of his work with Catholic Creatives, Anthony also runs a company called Sherwood Fellows. And hearing him describe what Sherwood Fellows does and how they help other companies and other products and brands really discern their own mission and vision in the world in a creative way is really quite fascinating. And I think something that all of us would benefit greatly from hearing simply because it gives insight into the fact that all of us, whether we realize it or not, are creatives. It's kind of been a theme that we've talked about this whole season, that within each one of us is an artist. Within each one of us is a desire, really, to create, to create good things, to create beautiful things, to create provocative and thought-provoking things. And so this conversation today is one that I greatly enjoyed having, not just because I've been a fan of, of Anthony and Catholic Creatives for a long time, but because it's always nice to hear where a movement started. It's always good to think about how companies are helping other companies do better things. And it's especially fascinating to always hear somebody's story of faith and how God acts within their life and acts within their art and acts within the things that they, that they do. As always, you can find all of our other content for this Ave Explorers Art and Architecture series over on AveMariaPress.com. You can hop on over and find the articles and videos and other podcast episodes. But before you go do that, please sit back and enjoy this conversation with Anthony D'Ambrosio. Anthony, thanks so much for taking the time um, to join us. Well, thank you for having me. I'm so pumped to, to, to finally get to talk to you. I mean, I've seen you, you know, on the interwebs and all over the place. So uh, it's always kind of a, uh, a fun experiment, just like 
turning somebody that you have an impression of into an actual conversation yeah, relationship. Yeah. So I'm excited to talk. Yeah. To you. Well, and I know you from the Catholic creatives page and um, the posting of things and the summit and, and just, and we're going to get to that, but I always ask the first question to our guests, if we were to bump into each other in an elevator and then the elevator got stuck, what would I learn about you in the five, 10 minutes it took to rescue us from that elevator? Oh, I would probably write a haiku and then, <laughs> uh, about the experience and then share yeah. with you. In live, live format. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 exactly. No, um, I, I, would, I would probably uh, ask you three or four deep questions and <laughs> um, try to get into your, into your soul and, and uh, avoid talking about myself. But uh, now that I'm being interviewed, I'm... Uh, <laughs> the tables have turned. <laughs> the tables have turned, yes. So I, I would talk about, uh, so Sherwood Fellows is a marketing and tribe building, uh, community building agency. We help organizations that really want to create movements and to move mountains. We help them to think through some of the struggles that uh, come along with those big problems and then execute on them. Uh, and we are uh, in Catholic Creatives. We're creating a, one of our own sort of communities and movements that is a waving a banner for a new renaissance in the church of uh, creativity. So uh, that's basically what I work on. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about Sherwood Fellows. First of all, the name, um, mm -hmm. and then kind of where the vision came. Is that always what you wanted to do? A company that helped other companies brand and market and dream? Um, yeah. Is that what you were wanting to do as a little kid? As a little kid? Well, I mean, so Sherwood Fellows is, uh, I couldn't name it, um, I couldn't name it Robin Hood or uh, <laughs> Sherwood Forest with uh, there's like two on the nose, you know, but it comes very much from that mythos. And I think that when I was a boy, I read stories like that and was just enraptured with like the idea of people who are um, kind of fighting the, the old uh, crotchety establishment and uh, bringing, uh, bringing hope, but, and, and joy to a, to a world, but while doing it in this free community, that was a band of fellows, uh, that really appreciated the individuality of every person that was a part of their community in, in Robin Hood, you know, each person that, that joins the band has their own myth, their own story. And I think a lot of companies, they, uh, they experience this very, like, we have a brand, but there's not really like space for each individual person to have their own voice and their own story in that bigger picture. So I think when I was a kid, I always really wanted to do like what we're doing. Um, mm. I'm getting to do that in a much more uh, like within the, the space of a business. And that's just a dream come true, really. Yeah. So, so what are some of the things you do? I mean, it, it sounds really good to say we help businesses do better work. Yeah, yeah. Like what, what's, what's the what the nitty gritty of that, right? Like if my mom's CPA firm were to hire you guys because she needs a new logo it's much yeah. more than that, it's much more than logo design. It's, it's, it's really a, a crafting of something. Yeah. Well, thanks for, thanks for giving me that <laughs> platform. I because <love> <laughs> it's very true. Um, so I think that every, every leader has a calling from God and I, I wouldn't necessarily use this language all the time if we're working with somebody who's not necessarily like a, a Catholic, but, um, every person has a calling from God. I really believe that. And that they, have a, a voice, they have beliefs, they have experiences that have informed them to be able to execute on that. They have these dreams. And uh, those are all sort of built into their DNA. All of the like stories that they've seen, all of the um, 
like traumatic experience they've had, but also the most beautiful divine experiences of meaning that they've had. They all kind of coalesce into why they're doing what they're doing. And um, most of the day-to-day -day operations of a business flow out of that, but they become very easily misaligned when um, you are faced with, with decisions about uh, hiring and firing and uh, like just everyday practical decisions over time, you can lose track of that original um, dream and you can get into trouble with uh, not having articulated it clearly enough to the people that you're working with. Um, and that creates conflict, that creates uh, people moving in different directions. And when that happens, uh, there's things grind to a halt or they plateau. And so in a lot of ways, what we're doing when we're branding, we're not, we're not selling a logo. What we're trying to do is actually to unblock the creative power of your organization. And by creating alignment uh, around a similar vision that's more concrete and more symbolic and more uh, clear, uh, for there to be a lot more momentum and wind in the sales of the organization as a whole. So that's uh, designing a logo, designing a video, designing a, a um, any any other creative piece of uh, whatever that we do. It's all uh, an excuse really to help to unblock the creative potential of uh, a leader. Yeah. Well, I love that to unlock creative potential, which we all have. How do you translate that to people? Like, because some people don't believe that about themselves. You know, most, I, I, the first time somebody invited me to join the Catholic Creatives Group, I was like, I'm not creative. That's stupid. Oh, really? like, I don't draw. Well, I how did that change for you then? Did it change well, for well, you? It, yeah. it did. We'll get to that when we talk okay. more about Catholic Creatives. I'm the interviewer here. Um, <laughs> but like, I'm especially thinking, because you said, you know, some people aren't Catholic that you're working with, and then some people are. You know, the OSV yeah. challenge, of course, like that publisher would get it. Right. But, say the law firm or again that cpa how do you help people understand that they do have that creative gene within them yeah uh it is that is a very very complex question and there's not an answer to that that fits into a like a short pithy thing for podcasts but right, i guess right. i'll say like um when we start so when we start projects almost all every time we do it people come to us wanting a, a thing, right? Like we want a logo and uh, we'll ask questions about why they want the logo. And each question of why brings it into a, a more complex, into a deeper place. And uh, we'll start to bring out the, the challenges like that are happening there. For instance, um, we've been really trying to articulate to the world that like they should love art and uh, or a museum and they should come and enjoy art. But Nobody wants to come because they want to go to the movies. Okay, so that's that's a pretty big challenge that uh, it's we're not just trying to solve a logo. So like, why do we really want to do? Why do, why do we care so much about art? What's so important about that? What's so human about that? And we'll eventually get to a place where we're like, okay, we need two days to have this conversation, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is like kind of a hard sell. But when we get into that space, like we'll start this retreat uh, that is um, a usually in an Airbnb that as safe that has a, a lot of like we'll decorate it to be mm -hmm. like a home and we'll start by uh one of us the Sherwood fellows like reading a poem and singing a worship song or um if it's not a catholic client we'll just play a song that is like a secular song that might be resonant with them and those things all unlock they just start to like create a um like a general space within which people 
are able to remember their core identity, who they are, why they do what they do. And once you've gotten to that place with somebody, they can start to see uh, and feel the, their own sort of like childlike dreams or reconnect with that. And it, it doesn't really necessarily mean that they have to I- identify themselves as a creative, like they don't need to put that banner word over themselves, but it's more of just a sense of like what that means to be creative that is being given to them. Yeah, so. to, be, to be creative is in itself um, almost a godly thing, right? Like we, we get to create almost in the same way that God creates. I mean, we are we, not, not something from nothing, but like it is almost a yeah. divine experience. Um, and you try to curate that for people. Yeah, being able to, it's, it's an act of courage, you know? Mm-hmm. Like God has given you a dream. He's given you desires that are not fulfilled. They're not there in the world yet. And there's an ache and there's a like a fear to embrace that desire that I think everybody experiences. Um, and it, what, what happens is like that, that if your creativity gets blocked when you're afraid and when you're anxious and when you uh, can't really believe in the dream that you have anymore. And uh, so the act of creating is an act of faith that is deeply spiritual, even if you don't necessarily are, if you're not aware that what you're doing is having faith. I think when any couple gets married or any couple has a, a child, like those are so deep, um, such deep acts of, of creativity and co-creation. I mean, it's like the closest that you perhaps mm-hmm. could get to being a creator with God to partner with him in making another human being. And uh, those are incredible acts of faith against like the tragedy of suffering in the world and all of the horrible things that could potentially happen to the child or to the marriage or to whatever. Um, and so I see those very much as acts of prayer. Yeah. So following that line of thought then, there's this, this business that you have that does mm-hmm. this for people in the secular and the faith world. Um, but you've taken that almost one step further with what's known as Catholic creatives, which is very much its own brand. You say that word almost anywhere. And when I travel and I say, oh yeah, I'm in the Catholic creatives book. I, you know, I, I recognize your name or like, I know about some of the things that they're doing. These, you can see fireworks going off people's heads because they know what it is. Tell yeah. me the story of Catholic creatives. Where did this come from? Um, why did it, it come into being and, and what's your hope for it? Yeah, the story, I'll try to give it you know, <laughs> a little short one, but when I was, I was doing youth ministry and I was also interning and working for a, a digital marketing firm. And that digital marketing firm worked in the startup world of Dallas. And in youth ministry and in the church, I was experiencing all of these really beautiful things in terms of building community with the youth. But there are all of these major problems with how the parish operated and everybody kind of knows this, those problems are copy pasted across everywhere. Like every parish, ugly bulletins, ugly like communications, like whatever. And if you're, if you're a young person that values those things um, or a person with taste in general that values those things, it, it can be very difficult to feel at home uh, in a Catholic parish. And that was me. And a lot of my friends, we all would find ourselves just complaining about that stuff. And in a lot of ways, like just whining about it. And in the secular world, in the startup kind of community that I was being introduced to, 
that wasn't how people approached problems. Like they thought, oh, there's this major, <laughs> this is Dallas, for instance, there's a highway that, that goes through the, the, the city and it divides the rich and the poor white and black communities. And it's actually structurally intentionally built to do that. Um, and so there's systematic racism even built into the city. And there's a, this community of architects that I came across that just were like, this is a problem. Like we're gonna start taking on social issues in the design of the city, the architecture of the city. And we're gonna bring the, a movement about that like changes that. And I, I was like, this is so ridiculous. Like they could never do anything like that. Like these are just a bunch of like dreamers. Um, but they put their heads together and they like actually worked on stuff and the city ended up giving them a grant for like millions of dollars to redesign a street in the city. And I was just like blown away by the way that they hoped they saw a problem, they hoped, they decided they could figure it out. They used processes for design thinking to change those things. And they actually had a good outcome that, that really impacted the world in a deep way. And I was like, well, I have never seen that kind of hope or that kind of way of thinking in the Catholic world. I wonder if there are other people out there that would perhaps like join me in trying to approach our problems as a church that way. Mm. And so we put up this design challenge. We were like, hey, everybody come that we know, come to Dallas. Uh, on Saturday night, we're gonna do, um, a, everybody bring an ugly church bulletin and a six pack and we're gonna like fix the bulletin problem. And we didn't fix the bulletin problem. Like we, we had some really good ideas for it, but what we really fixed in that was like this problem of feeling like, no, we, we couldn't do anything about the problems that we saw. Mm. Um, and uh, since then, it, it kind of went viral. People were driving from all over the, the world. They're all over the U.S. to come to it. People were engaging in a conversation online. We knew there's a lot of people out there who actually have amazing ideas that care very deeply about this and just don't have a place where they can have those conversations. Um, and since then, we've been trying to create more platforms and more spaces for people to embrace a creative identity and to, uh, to take on a sense of ownership over the, the difficulties that the church is facing or that the world are facing mm -hmm. uh, as Catholics. So I guess that's a, you know, that's yeah, a long, a long short of it. No, that's the perfect snapshot of it. And so what I want to talk about then is some of the specific things. Um, you yeah. have the summit. There's all these different groups on Facebook. I'm the podcasters one, which podcasting is a creative thing. It's, it's an yeah. outlet for conversation and for storytelling. What are some of the specific things that Catholic Creatives does and has done for the life of the church in the past couple of years? Yeah, so we started with that meetup and that event and uh, the Facebook group grew up around that in order for us to be able to have the conversation digitally. Um, and from there we had a summit um, we invited all of these different leaders that, that had value to offer that were really trying to, to make an impact in some different like walk of life, whether it's an artist or an agency or a minister uh, that's trying to shake things up and like bring them all into one place to have this cross-pollination like, cross that is necessary for creativity. And um, I think that really the specifics have been like a, a moving target because in reality, what we're trying to do is kind of abstract. It's not like a, we're selling a product. We're kind of selling um, people on embracing a, a, an ideal or a way of living. And so um, there's things like this 
creating platforms or you know uh, groups or spaces, meetups, regional events. Uh, the OSV Innovation Challenge is another thing where um, we've partnered with an organization to actually offer people with good ideas uh, grants to make their ideas happen in reality. Um, but all of it is built to connect people across industries that wouldn't necessarily talk to each other otherwise, or to give people hope to say, you have an idea, you could actually do something with that. You could actually, uh, God could actually come alongside of you and you could, you could take down that giant, you know? So, um, yeah, that's, yeah. it's a lot of different things. So y- y'all are, um, it's in, in a work of encouragement really to, to push people to see what can be. Um, and the same way that you do that with Sherwood fellows, I think that's really cool. You know, most of our listenership of this show probably doesn't know what Catholic Creatives is, although I'm hoping yeah. that a lot of the folks in the group will come listen to the episode yeah. and then be, <laughs> be linked go. into the podcast. Um, yeah. I was talking to Fabiola Garza, so we have her on the show, um, yeah, and she, she says something really profound in that her faith greatly influences any work that she does, not so much as I draw as a Catholic, but I am a Catholic who draws. Um, so from that kind of perspective, what has been your favorite part of kind of integrating your faith in Sherwood Fellows, your faith with Catholic creatives, and just what's your favorite part about this work that you're doing right now? Yeah, it's a great question. Like, and I guess the the subtext of that question is like, how does my faith kind of impact those things, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, have you, this is, you know, maybe turn it around for a second, no, but have you fine. ever gotten to do, like, has somebody gotten to take you, take you through a, like, core belief session or branding session that's, like, a, a longer retreat where you talk about your, like, kind of core values and your identity? Have you gotten to do that before? Yeah, we, well, it's been a few years. We did one with my youth ministry program at Queen of Heaven um, when I was parish youth minister, so it was more about what the youth ministry was about, but personal things come up, for sure, yeah. Right, right. So we did that with Catholic creatives and it's incredibly hard to do that thing for yourself, you know, because you're so inside of it that you don't necessarily know what is like, you don't, it's hard to say it. You know, it's just like so big. So when you have somebody else that can show a mirror to you, it's very exciting. And um, one of the things that came out of that session was um, my, my faith is so impactful to how I see the world. And, part of my favorite thing about being Catholic is that there is not a dualism in believing that there's the spiritual place where things are really important. And then the material world is like, you know, kind of like, we just got to get past that to get to the holy stuff. And there's a weird reality that I think Western civilization is very platonic, very like, you know, the material world is not really like deep. It's not important. Like, we, we need to get past that to the theology, the philosophy or whatever. And um, that even is in a part in, in some ways in Catholic culture. Um, but true Catholicism sees the world as shot through with Christ and therefore sees the world as really holy. And um, I think that to be a, a Catholic and to be a creative is like, it's so built in to our theology. It's so built into our theology because we believe that the world is holy and that encountering the world, grappling with the world, being curious about it and its beauty is all a part of our dialogue with God. And um, so if you are interested in brewing, if you're interested in podcasting, if you're interested 
in um, like social justice ministry and politics, like all of these things are parts of the way that the world operates. And there is an incredible window into God that you can have by pursuing your passions into those things. Um, and so for me, the passion to help other people to like pursue their passions is like deeply, it, it's, it's so connected to my faith. Um, and it's so connected to the sacramentality uh, theology, the sacramental theology that I've been formed in. Yeah, that's a great answer. Um, <laughs> I have to sit with it for just a second because you said, you know, shot through with Christ. I, I remember a professor in college saying, um, we put on Catholic lenses, put on Catholic yeah. glasses, and you can't help but see the world through that. And I think Catholic Creatives really gives that to a lot of artists who find community, who find space, who find place. Tell me a little bit about the summit um, and the gathering of people together in one place. What's that like? What do people experience when they're there? Um, What has come out of it and and some very practical collaborations that you've seen? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So Eight Beats is like one of those collaborations that I love to talk about. But um, the, the summit really is like, (laughs) if we love bodies, if we love the world that is the material creative world, then being a digital community is kind of a challenge. Mm -hmm. Um, And the reality is that like, you can all believe and wave this banner of like, yeah, we all love beauty and we're all creative. But as soon as you all get into a group and you're living out your faith together and you're, you're a Catholic, like all of the normal sibling rivalries and difficult issues and miscommunications come up and Um, The summit is a place where uh, we are actually coming together in person to like let down our guards, to be vulnerable, to try and understand each other across the like divided sort of like party lines that uh, are often present in in Catholic, in the Catholic culture, but also, you know, ministers and designers and entrepreneurs uh, often judge each other. like people who are millennials and people who are baby boomers often judge each other. And this, there's this weird reality that like, as long as those divisions exist, there is never going to be something really, really potent, like the Sistine Chapel or uh, an amazing like tech company that takes, you know, like the next Facebook that's Catholic, like none of those things are going to happen without all of our like faith and all of our like community represented. Um, so the summit is this little microcosm of leaders who are all trying to stretch across these gaps and experience each other and have a true like Pentecost where the ideas that they have and the experiences that they have are valued and shared across those gaps. Um, and amazing creativity is what happens when, um, those like when unity takes place. Mm -hmm. Um, so all of a sudden, like when you have a full community of people, you have the ability to do things that are like grand in scale. So eight beats is like one of these examples, which is, it's still under production, but it's kind of an amazing thing that it's even happened where we had all of these filmmakers who were incredibly talented and all of us wanted to stop working and just like splitting up the Catholic pie and trying to make better Catholic commercials with tiny, like, zero money you know and we're like we all dreamed about doing movies like why don't we just make one without permission and say like work together to try and cross promote each other and make a bigger pie if that makes sense like get out of the catholic world into 
film festivals and into the, um, the I guess, the, the film industry in general. So um, we created eight different regions of uh, the US and, and Canada and um, each, uh, each region, all of the creatives in that region decided to come together, collaborate on creating a story, fundraising for that to make the story like possible and then uh, to produce it all the way down to um, all the way down to distributing it and sending it around, shopping it to film festivals and stuff. And so uh, it was just amazing. We like all decided to do it at the first summit. And then as strangers that barely knew each other and perhaps even were competitors, we had to figure out how to like mm-hmm. work with each other. And uh, it was just an amazing, amazing experience. And now all, uh, all of these films have gone through um, they're being chopped around in different film festivals. They've won many, many awards. And uh, like the dream has actually been uh, happened. We haven't been able to release eight beats as a whole yet, uh, but it's a uh, we're we're going to be very very close. So no, that's one of the collaborations. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's cool. it, you're, you said two things in that that I want to pick up on. The one was community is critically yeah. important to the creation of good art, and then yeah. two competition. Um, one of the things I think the hallmarks of of good community is that there can be healthy competition and healthy criticism. How has Catholic Creatives have you seen it push? artists in all different genres, um, spoken word to the paintings that we're used to thinking of when we say the word art. How have you seen competition and criticism help people in this community? Yeah, uh, I think for me, it has helped me to, (laughs) when you get criticism, the first thing that you wanna do is to like say, you guys don't get me and like (laughs) I don't belong here right Right. um and what that does is it exposes your insecurity and um I think that like by having to like commit to each other in a way by like you know once we put it out there we're like in this eight beats project and once we're in real community we can't escape each other and and criticism comes up and uh I think that I perhaps received more criticism personally, like through running the thing than like anybody else has. Yeah. And it, it's been amazing for me because like, it's, it's just forced me to grapple with the fact that like, one, I'm human and uh, I have to accept the fact that I'm not as good as I want to be, but two, that like, I can be better. And my, my relationship with God has to be strong enough to be able to weather the like, you know, weather the storms of, of criticism. But for me, I think that like my, I never would have been able to get to the sort, become the sort of leader that I am if I hadn't made the mistakes that I did early on publicly enough for people to be able to tell me that I was making those mistakes. Does that Mm -hmm. make sense? So it's like when you give somebody permission to go after a dream, they make a mess. It's just like how it works. And uh, the mess tends to be public, uh, and they have to accept the failures that are there and look at themselves and then grow. Um, and for me, that's personally been transformative as like a leader of this thing that I kind of fell into. And I know for many other people that have uh, exposed themselves to each other, it's also been incredibly healthy for them. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But I, I think it's a great gift. I think it's, it's doing great things within the life of the church, oftentimes without people even realizing it. Um, like if your parish bulletin's better, it's probably because somebody was in the Catholic Creative <laughs> Facebook creators, group yeah. <laughs> um, and had a conversation or if, if a t-shirt is not as cheesy for that particular Steubenville conference, it might have been because of someone asking for that criticism 
where can people find out more about you, about Sherwood Fellows, about Catholic Creatives? So they can find out about Catholic Creatives at catholiccreatives.org or Sherwood Fellows at uh, sherwoodfellows.com. Um, and uh, also my poetry is uh, available at, uh, at the Dambro on Instagram. Uh, I, I don't talk about that very much, but I have the heart of an artist, and I think that's like the place to get to know me personally. So, yeah. yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about that. What's your What's your favorite style of poetry? Ooh, so I, uh, yeah, that that is a very <laughs> not just very hard question. You, like, <laughs> what's your favorite instrument? Like, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I like all I like music. Um, I think that yeah, I I love poetry that is. Uh, I actually like modern stuff that's very lyrical um, and testimonial, sort of confessional poetry that is really intimate and vulnerable. So uh, it's like getting to read somebody else's journal entry, but like yeah. really well written. So yeah. anyway. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll link, I'll ask you for your favorite poem that you've written and we'll link it down in the show notes for folks. Whoa, if, uh, that's, if that's okay. I'll let you think on it for a couple of days and then email you. I won't spring it on you now. Um, awesome. That'd be like asking somebody, what's your favorite kid? They, they have one, but they can't say it out loud right exactly. away. Yeah. Um, well, thanks for taking the time. We're really grateful. And thanks for having me on. I'm so grateful to actually get to get to know you. And I wish that I could like, you know, yeah. do the, I can actually hear your stuff too. We'll do it again. Like, we'll do it again. Yeah, I promise. We'll like cross press. You can, you can come on the Cal Creators podcast. There we go. There we together. go. So, yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much. You know, when we had our conversation, um, at one point, Anthony tried to flip the table and he wanted to start interviewing me because I think that's that's part of his nature. That's part of what he does. He, he tries to get to the root and to the heart of what folks are doing and why they're doing it. After we stopped recording, we actually started having a conversation about Ave Explorers, what it's trying to do, what our goals are. Um, he almost kind of took me through a little bit of that visioning that he does with his clients over at Sherwood Fellows. And it really got me thinking that all of us, especially if we've been listening to these podcast episodes and reading the content from the art and architecture series, all of us have this creative bone, have this desire to create. And hopefully this series has encouraged you to really tap into that, to maybe explore that. I hope that you go and listen to the other podcast episodes if you just found us, especially the ones from this season. You'd greatly benefit from reading the articles and watching the videos that we've created, and you can find all of those over at AveMariaPress.com. Just a little bit of looking forward to the future. Our next Ave Explorer series will launch in early June of 2020, just a few weeks from now. We will be exploring faith and action and looking at how we're called to go out and serve the world, even when it doesn't seem like we are or even when we can't figure out ways to necessarily do so but most especially because God invites us to and, and in some sense commands us to. The Faith in Action series will launch on June 1st with a preview podcast episode like we've always done, and then the series content will begin dropping on June the 8th. You can sign up for all of that at the link down in the show notes, but if, of course, you're already signed up for the Ave Explorers Art and Architecture series, we have your email, and we'd be grateful for you to opt in to receive the content on the Faith in Action series as well. As always, we'd be grateful for a reading and review of this podcast so that other folks can find our show and start listening as well. We are grateful that you listened. We are grateful that you walked with us through this particular series on art and architecture, and we look forward to continue exploring with you on other topics in the future.